actually, you know, I, I told I, you we were doing two episodes today, or two comics yeah. today, but we're not. We are doing three. No, we can't. We are doing Midnighter 10, 11, and 12. We're finishing this episodes. bad boy out. No, Dan, but that's too many episodes. I no, don't have it, that kind of time. It's not too many. Uh, it's, it it's not going to take long. It will and not take also, long. I got booted out of DC. I can't open up the book, so I can't even read along with you. I don't oh, even know what you're we're looking such a at. Liar. We're talking about. I'm not <laughs> lying. <laughs> this is not even funny. Like it is. I wish I was laughing, but I'm not. I'm crying. I have tears. Yeah, this is the best podcast recording time right now. So what you're telling this me is, the- is we don't have time because I have to get you back into DC comics is what you're saying because i can't open the thing and now i mean like you wanted me to start the episode and now i'm telling you i can't even look at what you want me to look at you know you could have led with that before we started i tried to but you didn't want me to you just said record so i just do what dan says oh yeah well that's nobody else does i'm not sure like why you would feel that way because i felt that way all my life (laughs) she's <laughs> that's uh well you know that's this that's is what again friends are the best for. <laughs> this is the best uh start to a podcast ever um this clearly. is the best yeah so well let's let's focus on before we get into this colossal disaster of a comic book that we're reviewing yeah uh i should just note that you know i i mentioned john again and you'll notice he's not here John is it's he will eventually someday come on to the thing that we are talking about. He was asking if I was ever going to release the episode of Narrative Gunslingers that he was on. But I doubt that that's ever going to (laughs) happen. Well, if you all knew how to actually use the website, I noticed that you were trying to post episodes of Narrative Gunslingers in the wrong place, which I just I did it the way that he told me to do it. You should follow my podcast instructions, except I, use the narrative gunslingers you know, a template instead of the funny book forensics template. I have clear written instructions for you. Did I did you, I use the funny book forensics template? No, you did not. You, in fact, didn't make see a little inside baseball for everyone to do our system. You have to make a blog post, not a podcast post, Greg. But I see your stuff in the podcast post area. Ah, well, which no, what's funny is I, d- I did it, but it, it which are you talking about like three episodes behind like or the most yeah, recent? Episode? I, I mean, I just see narrative gunslingers in the wrong place and I just assume you don't know what you're doing. By the way, no, I just uh, did it the way that that he told me to do it. You should definitely get into the DC account. Uh, I'm trying to so share this experience together. All right. I'm I'm going I'm doing it. You know, what's funny is, is this is all the same. We'll find out. It's all the same. It's only the games we play. What? Huh? I don't know. Everywhere. We're, I'm just messing up all the lyrics. Unknown error. It's not letting me in. That's that's insane. I know. Well, I would send you a screenshot, but I mean, unknown error, unknown error. Why don't you hit control F5 for me? Hmm. And then log in again. This is great. Unknown error. Okay. Why don't you clear out your history of anything related to DC Universe and try again? And we are definitely starting over because no one wants to listen to this. Well, well, I mean, this is this is real life, dude. People like real life. Yeah. People love me giving computer instructions. 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe you know they the do? best thing. You know what the best thing ever? What's that? We're trying to review an issue with an advertisement for Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice on the cover. That is funny. And this is happening because yeah. this is as much of a shit show as that movie was. Oh, that's not true. Batman shot people. Okay, it is. It is bad. Oh, it's bad. Batman doesn't shoot people. It's true. That's he his doesn't. whole point. Well, I guess that's not true. If you go back to the very early detective comics, Batman yeah. shot people. Yeah, this is this isn't working. Well, what device are you using? I'm using the laptop. My laptop. Okay. What? Well, can you try a different browser? I will try a different browser. Have you turned it on and off again? I can't turn it on and off again, Dan. We'll, we'll mess up the podcast. And that's the most important part of the day. Yeah, we could totally start this podcast over and it would not be an issue. It is an issue. People want to hear the reality that we're in. Yeah, I know. The reality we're in is I spent all day building spreadsheets. So now I can talk to you about how to restart your computer. This that's is great. exactly the truth. That's that that's that's the fun right I had some amazing pivot tables today let me tell you oh, pivot day. tables everybody loves those pivot tables actually i need some coaching on uh those this fancy pivot tables oh i don't do those anymore hey, i just didn't unknown error the- again in a new browser what if i start a new computer a different computer and do it over there on that computer if i, I don't know that... why you're having a message that says unknown error that doesn't i make don't sense. know and i had to i had happening? to work off of two computers yesterday to to record with Saul. did this it, just start happening yesterday no it wasn't yesterday it was just like me being lazy but this this dc thing is just now great maybe i just got to turn off the computer and turn it on again it's possible. I, I probably have a workaround. So, well, I'm well, starting up a different computer. while I do this workaround. Uh, tell me. Yeah. Tell me about the parasite. What about the parasite? The parasite is a parasite, man. That's what a parasite is. If you don't know what a parasite, parasite is, then you need to go back to like junior high biology because parasites, they like they latch no, on. I, and, I like, meant I meant the comic book character who's been in like multiple cartoons, multiple different storylines. Do you have a, a memorable, you know, parasite issue, special anything? Because I do. But oh. I was wondering if, you know, if you actually read enough DC comics to, to have one. I mean, and if you don't, that's fine. But I'm not even being mean. I'm just the parasite's been in like, you know, all over the place. Right. Like, it's not like true. Parasites been all over the place because that's what parasites do. I think my favorite my favorite appearance is in the Midnighter episode issue. <laughs> oh, shut up! <laughs> you tell me your favorite. Oh, right. This is that thing where you really don't know anything about the parasite, and what? then you're like, "Oh, tell me your favorite." So, uh, did you read Kingdom Come? It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, do you remember what made everybody hate the superheroes and started the parasite? The whole thing? Yes. Do you remember what happened? Of course. Parasite works parasite magic. And I see that's that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the parasite, there was a nuclear bomb in the middle of Kansas and. Oh, man. Yeah, it started everything. Yeah. In so I don't have a workaround for this. So it's great. I'm having fun. What? I don't have a workaround for this. That's OK. I'm starting up another computer. I've got it going. It's okay. happening. You tell me about, keep telling me about Parasite. 
Well, that was it. I mean, that's that my favorite was it. Appearance. That's all you had. Well, it, yeah, it was <laughs> an appearance. I asked you for your favorite appearance, and you're like, "Hey, uh, okay." So I was just thinking, while we get started, and you get this crappy comic loaded up, I've been picking some comics for a while, and I was thinking like about like my favorite comics. I just got done walking the dog. I had surgery last week, or well, two yeah. weeks from now. Yeah, two weeks before when by the time this comes out, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it's 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 been a long a lot of thinking time. I think uh, still about sixty percent. This is not the most enjoyable podcast recording I've ever done, but I'm a trooper <laughs> and I'm here. It's true, you are. I'm impressed. I'm 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 glad that we are we have so much distance between us so that you can't get so angry that you throw something at me. Um, you're glad that we don't have distance, you know we have distance because let's just say the wound on my body is not ready to be in public. So the, uh, but besides that, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I had some deferred maintenance to take care of and and we got it taken care of. But what I need from you while you start this up. So Uh uh, I was thinking of some comics that I wanted to, you know, talk about that would be fun besides your insistence that we go find us one comics, which don't exist anywhere. So it's, except on that crazy website so-and-so sent us with a million pop-ups, which I'm not going to go to. Yeah, we're not going to do that. I don't need porn popping up in the middle of US-1. That would make a completely different story. I mean, that's a, (laughs) that's a, what, what, what do we call that? It's, uh, I, you know what? I'd probably get eliminated from the internet for saying that term. So it's a different, Um, yeah, I believe it's something about lounge and and small creatures with scales that move um, where truckers go. Yeah. To, okay. Yeah. So uh, I'll let you use your imagination. Of course, they they did that in the uh, Queen movie, too, in Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Freddie shows up at a truck stop. It's gotcha. Awkward. So awkward. Well, it's awkward because it was like, hey, why does he need to go there for sex? Gotcha. Kind of like the Midnighter, you know, I don't know. It goes nowhere for sex, I guess, because his boyfriend tried to murder him. Yes. Yeah. That's what he does. And then he hung out with the Suicide Squad because that makes sense. Yes. It, these crossovers really have been disrupting this series. It's true. They have been. But I was going to say, too, like, what's your, you know, what comic story got you hooked into comic books? Oh, what? story got me hooked into comic books yeah i mean mine was one right like i had read comic books when i was a kid but my mom bought me that one legion of superheroes story and i was hooked right like i mean i had gotten comics i had some hulk comics when i was really little too little to probably understand them um she bought me one of those three packs you know with the uh and i read um some avengers comics over and over and over and over and over again um you know the same one just kept reading kept reading uh but when she bought me that issue of legion was the Starboy origin you know that hooked me all of a sudden i wanted everything that had to do with the legion ever um i just wanted to read comics i was just fascinated by this like and mostly to me it was just because of the super bright future right yeah it was a compelling it was one of those origin stories which i always have loved i i love origin stories of heroes it was a compelling character and a compelling origin story. And 
to me, I mean, it just hooked me in and then I wanted everything. And so, and then of course I got into some fun stuff, probably the teen Titans. I didn't hold me long cause it was not a good part of the run, but I started getting into like West coast Avengers, which is classic. And then, you know, some various, and then X-Men, right. Because mm-hmm. everybody had to read X-Men in the late eighties, early nineties. Right. Yeah. And, and the 9,000 covers that Jim Lee put out for X-Men. <laughs> all one, of them. Right? Yeah. All of the covers. But I mean, for me, it was that one Legion issue, right? I mean, what was, what was your hook into comics as you try uh, to load this Midnighter piece up? I mean, and if we can't get it loaded, we'll just talk about I got this. It, I got it loaded. But uh, the one hook, the one hook for me, I would say uh, it would it's it's a toss up because I'm going back to my uh, the comics that I was given as a kid to to, you know, look over and look at. But they're the ones that I always went back to because that's the, the box that I I continually had and a lot of a lot of the books in there uh howard the duck run and um I, and i always find it interesting because it's such a it, it's such a howard unique, the duck makes so much sense for you well it and it's such a weird it's such a weird comic right and it's definitely not one geared for a kid but i mean like i think like my my dad and my uncles just figured oh it's you know howard the duck i mean like He's a kid. It's it's weird. He's you know, he, he's not going to get it. He's not going to understand it. A lot of the stuff that's going on in it. It's fine. And then I also like spooky stuff. Um, so like any of the like ghost house type stuff or any, you know, like any of the um, terror tales and other things like that, that I would end up with those old like comics <laughs> Those yeah. I, I enjoyed. I liked those types of books because usually there was three stories in there. They all had, I mean, thematically they were spooky, but they all had different types of things going on. And I liked the fact that you could get a multitude of stories in one book. Right. So I always, I always thought those were, those were good and fun to, to read. As I got older uh, and, and reading other stuff, um, I don't know, like, uh, like, I guess there was there's definitely like room for other stuff that that popped up. Um, you know, I, I I would say like the um, I find it interesting because my younger cousins were into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoons and I was into the comics and to try to explain that they were two different worlds to my parents and my aunt and uncles. They, you know, they just assumed that I liked the same thing that my younger cousins liked, even though they were two, I mean, had the same name, two different things at the time. Right. Right. right, <laughs> so, right. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and Very trying to different. explain that it's like, <laughs> this is more grown up. It's a little bit different. Um, but uh so, well, right. I mean, you have one that's a parody of Daredevil, right? And then you have, yeah. then you have yeah. the cartoon. Yeah, and then you have the cartoon, yeah. which is which is lighthearted and fun, and you know, um, being being like a a ninth grader and a tenth grader getting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys, it, as cool as it was, it was also. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> different yeah well and the funny thing is too like we read very different comics oh right? yeah like i read very much all superhero um 
it's Legion of Superheroes 306, by the way, if anybody's counting, is my origin story, right? Which is also Star Boy's origin story, which is, mm-hmm. you know, of course, there you go. Um, and I think when we're looking at this uh, origin story and us being friends, it's it's hard to wonder, like, we were friends, but we were we were comic friends, but we weren't really comic friends. Oh, right? yeah. like we went to the comic shop together, but, but we, we didn't look run to grab stuff. the same things. Yeah, like we, we grabbed very different things. Like I was grabbing all these team superhero books. Um, and I, and, and I, I was you, looking for old G.I. Joe issues that I didn't have in my right. in my G.I. Joe collection or Howard the Ducks. I didn't because I was like, there's only I only needed like I, I, I mean, like I only need three more. <laughs> but well, and we could go into a used comic shop and not see each other for two hours. Yeah. Right. And because yeah, I would be looking for all the Legion, old Legion stuff and mm-hmm. Silver Age stuff. And you had no interest in that. I, and, and still don't for that, you know, matter. I mean, I, I, I enjoy the I enjoy the stories and stuff like that when I'm introduced to them. But it's not my it's not my go to. So, I mean, I can enjoy it. I can enjoy the art and the writing and the storytelling and the characters. But it's not going to be my go to. It's not going to be right. something that I'm going to going to seek out. There's there's just a, a bunch of different things in my in my bag of books, my bag of books, my box of books in my in what I like to read, you know. But then again, I'm also the same guy that's going to read the Archie's books, too, because I like I like the Archie's books. So Sure. And, and you know, that would be, I mean, less my thing. Right. And that's yeah. OK. It doesn't have to be everything for everybody. I know I bought David the intern the whole run of comics leading up to the Great Darkness Saga for Legion and then the post books because uh, he loves Zot. Right. And uh-huh. Zot was a teenage superhero that came out at the same time as when Legion was big and when Titans were big. Yeah. So I, you know, buy him the run and he he loved it. Of course, by that time, Legion and Titans were more like 25 year olds as opposed to, <laughs> you know, 13 year olds. But yeah, um, at least the way they were written. Right. I mean, you look at the cover of, of the issue I'm looking at right now. It's got a man with a f- full beard. I mean, granted, you know, 15 year olds now can have full beards. Right. Uh, but back then that wasn't the norm. Uh, no. <laughs> in 1983. So. Yeah, it's a little different. But yeah, these were back when too. I mean, and it makes sense, right? Like back when this was handed to me, my mom thought she was giving me a book called Legend of the Superheroes, which I Uh. always think is funny. Um, I don't think she was paying attention. She just grabbed something off the spinner rack to get me to shut up, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're looking at it and that's great. And then, but also, uh, yeah, I mean, these, we talked about this before. This was back when Legion and Titans were at the top of, of DC comic sales. So, you know, you get a book that's at the top of sales It's probably written pretty well. And mm-hmm. so it captured my interest and it, it hit me great. Uh, it's really interesting too. You don't have a real pinpoint, but that's okay. I think that's probably helped you in your writing too, because it's created this sort of diverse uh, grouping of things and you can appreciate a lot more things than I do. Whereas I get really critical. I'm sure you've all noticed on the cast. Yeah. That is, I mean, like, I would say, I mean, if you really wanted to pinpoint pinpoint of something, it would probably have to be like the, um, the key, the, the golden key, uh, literature comics. Okay. And that's just at all. Huh? I would not have guessed that. And, and honestly, that's just because when when I was a kid growing up with my dyslexia, my dyslexia 
uh, not being able to read all of the the books that you're supposed to read to get through the lower grades. Uh, my dad would just go get me those books and get me the and I would just look at the comic books and put the story together with the pictures and understand it and then do the book report or and and, and write out as much as I could. And, you know, a lot of the times they would make you, they were trying to get kids to do the whole stand up in front of the classroom and, and present their book report hmm. instead of turning it in. Yeah. So I had no problem getting up and talking about this awesome book that I read. <laughs> and the teacher would always be mad because like my writing would be, believe that my, my writing would be so bad, but my presentation would be so great. That's really interesting, you know, because you sort of flipped, right? Like you did that and then you flipped to real books, right? Yeah. And when I was that age, I read every real book I could get my hands on. And then I stopped reading real books when my mom and teachers started forcing me to read things they wanted me to read. <laughs> and I got I, I you know, I'm kind of stubborn, as you're aware yeah. And I was reading everything. And then all of a sudden, you know, I just remember one day my mom, we were at the store and, and I wanted a book and she like went and picked one out for me instead of letting me pick it out. And I set it down and never read it. I have no idea if it was good or not. I just was like, I'm not going to do this. And it was sort of the same thing. Sixth, seventh, eighth grade, they started handing me books to read and I just would not read them. Well, I, and I find it like, I mean, yeah, like I, I read all those, the comics first and then, and then jumped into the real books. But then also too, like a lot of the books that I read as we got older, like they were also like, those were also not choice literary, uh, uh, but you kept reading though. I mean, that's I kept the reading, difference, right? I kept like reading I... real books, but they weren't, but the, but they were frowned upon as like, oh, really? You're reading like Stephen King's Bachman books or you're reading uh, all these like Ray Bradbury stories. Like, I mean, that's not to say that Bradbury, Ray Bradbury is not a good writer. It's just to say that like a lot of times it was frowned upon where they wanted you to be reading something a little more whatever the reading level was or whatever. Yeah, you know, you I read, read one I read one fiction book from grade eight to grade 12 uh, that wasn't assigned one. I read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That is the only fiction book. <laughs> it wasn't a comic book. Yeah. Um, that I read. I mean, great book to choose. Right. But yeah, yeah. It, definitely it's, a great book. It's uh, it's interesting. You know, I just didn't do I read tons of nonfiction. Right. I did all sorts of projects and debate and everything else. So I was mm -hmm. reading. It wasn't as if I wasn't reading. Right. I was reading yeah. a ton of stuff. Uh, but I didn't read any nonfiction or any fiction because uh, and even I stopped reading things that were assigned to me. I remember reading like The Pearl by Steinbeck, which is a terrible book. I don't know why you'd force anybody to read it. It's a it's a it's a god awful, horrible book. It's as bad as these crossover Midnighter episodes with the Suicide Squad. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I would say, honestly, we force we force uh, young readers to to read Steinbeck so that they have an understanding of what life was like. But that's not even the period. good Steinbeck book, right? Like if you'd it, had me read Grapes of Wrath, I love history. I would have totally been interested in that. Uh, but they didn't. They had me read The Pearl, which is a brutally terrible story about a pearl and its curse. 
right? Like it's, it's awful. And yeah, I get it. You know, when you go for riches, it's the end of your life. Oh no. Ah, it also just teaches you terrible things. But besides that, it's just an awful story, right? On the inverse, if you want to read a good story that teaches you, uh, about how riches and things are not things to strive for, read, um, read being there. I don't, I want, I want riches. So I don't know. Honestly, you would love the story being there. Yeah, I would love that being there. I mean, if you don't want to watch, if you don't want to read it, you could watch the movie. That's true. I probably should read it though. Well, no, that's the thing though too, right? Like only 117 pages, dude. Granted, it's a lot longer, but if you're going to have somebody read the Pearl, just have them read Lord of the Rings. (laughs) <laughs> have them have them read the three books right it's a lot better <laughs> and it's a lot more interesting and it's basically the same story or except way cooler i mean there's fighting and stuff or just watch the animated movies uh back then or, or the, the radio play yeah oh yeah well let's get into this midnighter book we left off a, a while ago oh in comic book time and Dan and Greg time and we had a Suicide Squad crossover and yeah. uh, and God, we're back to the matron. Oh, gosh. OK, let, let's start with this cover. Oh, so this, this is we're back is... To Orlando, ACO, Petrus and Fajardo Jr. This cover is sweet. It is I pretty awesome. Um, you know, I once is it is it issues three or issue four when the violators just on the front of spawn, just the big mouth. Yeah, this has and a very violator it is well and i remember i asked uh todd mcfarlane about that book when i had it signed i think you were there with me i think we had like books one through six signed or whatever yeah i'm 90 percent sure you were there with me when that was going down and uh somebody was there with me and i'm assuming it's you it's a long time ago um we were getting our book signed yeah and i asked him um i told him how much i love the cover and he said it was the easiest cover he ever drew it was, it was just a big so mouth. Easy. Yeah, and he's like, this is easy. And I'm like, but it's amazing. I mean, it, it may be the easiest cover you've ever drawn, but it looks really neat. Uh, and, and I feel this way about this book, this cover, too. I think some of, our, of ACO's covers have been more complex than this one. Yeah. But this gets to the heart of the story, theoretically. I mean, this should be a story all about the parasite, right? That you would think so. I mean, you got parasite on the cover. Parasite's looking like he's biting down on midnighter's face and you got a prey and it says he's prey of the parasite yeah this looks like nothing but parasite um besides the batman versus superman dawn of justice advertisement at the top that ruins the cover a little bit i almost you know okay i'm not even gonna lie i i'm so i'm like i'm out the other night shopping for the shop and i'm like going through and i hit the dvd sections and stuff like that and the a, a brand new sealed Blu-ray for this movie sitting there, and I almost bought it, and I and I had to stop myself, and I was like, "You don't want this." I don't hate the movie, honestly. I don't hate the movie, but I I I don't want it because I already have it. <laughs> well, here's the best thing about this movie that you should know. So, I was in Texas when this movie came out for one year teaching down there. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't the best time of my life. Uh, but Texas was a nice recovery place where I was at. I worked out every day. I rode my bike every day. I was kind of by myself, though, and alone. And I finally, everybody was talking about how terrible this movie was. So I bought a ticket to this movie, and my tire blew out on the way to watch the movie. Oh, man. And I bought the ticket online, so I couldn't refund it or anything. Ooh. 
And so instead of watching this movie, I changed my tire. <laughs> it might have been a better use of my time. Based I don't on know. Reviews. I, I, I've, I've watched the movie like seven or eight times in a row in one day. Ugh. Um, Mainly because I, I kept like having things happen and then having to like rewatch it over again. So and I thoroughly enjoyed that day. I had a good time. Well, the good news is I think we're going to start reviewing this comic and I think we're going to get through three comics in 30 minutes. I don't think so. Okay. Well, let's let's, let's see what try happens. and watch us fail. Okay. There is a lot of text in this book. I know. Oh, I'm in the wrong. read it all. So, huh? We're not going to read it all. So, oh, okay. Not There's a lot of midnight are getting naked or naked as it goes. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Well, we start and uh, we're in now. Boston now. Um, by the way, Boston, uh, you know, won the wild card and then won the opening round against uh, Tampa Bay. And, you know, the Mariners, by the way, had a completely winning record against Tampa Bay this year. And if they had gotten through the wild card, they probably would have beat Tampa Bay and then they'd be playing, but they're not. And so it's the Mariners season is sort of like this comic book, like almost good. Almost good. I feel like it's because I wore my Mariners hat for like like two minutes yeah, you did it. It's your fault. I I always it's feel not that the fault that's that the team the... was messed up and that the American League East. Oh, I, I put it on before I left the house and I was like, no, I got to take it off. And I took it off and and that was like the downfall of the day. I put it yeah. on. Well, it day. wasn't a good day for Robert here. Um, no. As Harlequin wrote on his head. Yeah, his face is jacked up. This is such a departure to like I... Like I get, you know, the Harlequin here. They had to put the Harlequin in every every uh, movie, or should I say, Harley Quinn instead of a Harlequin? Uh-huh. Since there is another Harlequin character, so I'll say, make sure I say Harley Quinn. And it was, uh, yeah, okay. So I just I hate this version of Harley Quinn. <laughs> hate it. I hate it so much. Well, what was going on with Amanda Connor and Palmiotti at the same time? It was so much better, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, we get sort of in the movies, we get like a cross between the two characters, right? Um, that's here and what they were writing. Uh, so, but I think Margot uh, Robbie, right? Uh, plays yeah. her more like, you know, Amanda Connor's sort of vision was. Got it. And you definitely have the cartoon, um, too, that's out right now that is all... Uh, just Connor and Palmiotti's version of of the character, right? Yeah. And it's in his second season, and it's, uh, oh, what is the actress's name? Um, played Penny on Big from, Bang Theory. Voices oh, I thought you were going to say from Pee-wee's Playhouse. I'm Penny. No, Penny from, anyway, we can look that up later. But yeah, it's uh, it's great. No, it, not that, not I'm Penny. It's Penny. Penny. I know, I know. It's that version, yeah. Yes. So we got all that in there. I'm surprised my dog didn't start barking. <laughs> and that went down freaking out what's yeah. going on what's going on well anyway we're trying to find midnighter he's missing um the fake version of huntress is is all upset and we're back to spiral looking oh, for him man. it's great yeah so now we're at an arctic baffin island task force x black site um i wonder how close this is to the fortress of solitude oh pretty close yeah because i mean that's isn't that where Midnighter and Apollo go for hookups? Maybe when they were dating, of course. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, so Midnighter is like, it's amazing. The leather of his suit's been all ripped up and uh, yeah, 
Uh, yeah. He's sparring with Amanda Waller. It's very exciting. Um, They're chatting. Yeah. And and she's like, yeah, I took your toy. You snuck into my house and broke into it. And she had plans for that pistol from the previous issue. Great. Um, it sounds like a come down issue, right? Like, uh, you know, we finished up the storyline, but now he's captured. So yeah. they're starting a mini storyline. And uh, now, of course, we have, you know, Floyd Lawton, mm-hmm. who, of course, is Deadshot. Yep. Deadshot. And he's going to spar with with Midniner. This is fun. Uh, and uh, Waller's completely embarrassed by his sparring. So there we go. That was that was fun. OK, now she's getting into it with Deadshot because Waller just has to yell at anybody. And by the way, we mentioned last time. Um, not a kind of difference in the Waller <laughs> character drawing. Yeah. And I mentioned, I didn't really like this version because I liked Amanda Waller with a little bit of heft on her and uh, age better as a character and age. Yes. Both heft and age because it fit the character. It fit the origin story. Mm-hmm. And now we've got this version of Waller and that's fine. Um, but, Everybody's uh, younger in the in this book series. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of amazing. Yeah, well, this was New Fifty Two after all. And anyway, they finish up with the cra- classic Daniel Bryan wrestling line: "You're a, a B player. I mean, you're on the B team." And yeah, she tells him to go get to work. So that's that's exciting. Um, really, I have no idea what's happening in the story. Nobody does. Not even them. Yeah, and that's that's been a problem. So as we kind of skip through a little bit, um, she reminds everybody that people have bombs in the back of their neck, and that's why she can control them. Uh, God, it's continued trope. We should take a drink every time she mentions the bombs she has in the back of people's heads. Yes, I mean it's pretty much the whole entire like all the way all there. Like, yeah, we get it. I mean, we get it, and in the movie too, right? Like, we yeah. get it. Yeah, we get it. You can explode people. Um, Did they do exciting. that in the next in the new one? I didn't see the new one yet. Yes, they do in really? like the first 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah. So the, you need to watch the new one. I, I was kind of giving it sass, but it's it's pretty good. OK, I'll watch it. It's different. It's definitely it's different than the first one. It doesn't go to a crazy witch story. I'm sad that they ruined a character forever in the first movie, but and not so sad because it's a suicide squad and you can get a whole lineup of new characters anyway. And it, the story can justify it. So yeah, that's all fine. But, uh, there were, there was a couple of deaths in the new one that pissed me off just because they were characters that were persistent. And now you're like, they should not die. Yeah. It's not that it has to follow the comic, but there's some characters I think had more use to them. Yeah. Um, but hey, you know, it's it, it was fun. It was a fun movie. And it has Starro. It has Starro the Conqueror. Yes. So I hear I hear many people talking so, about this. This is interesting. So we flipped a page and now Midnighter is more naked than he was before. The big cut on his leg. But we're not sure why. Yeah. After after like all the electricals and all the zappings and the and the and the punchings and the. Oh, that makes you naked. Okay. Yeah, it does. Well, I mean, you know, crowbars. Okay. Right? Yeah, that that's fair. So they're yeah. torturing him and uh he's still not saying anything. And then Waller's like, "Does that speech work on the rank and file? Actually speak louder than words. So how about I just blow your brains out?" And I'm like, "Yeah, please, cuz that would end the series." <laughs> so we flip the page and of course, Midnighter breaks out of everything, uh takes out the goons that were torturing him. And yeah, 
we're moving on. Now Midnighter's fighting everybody that's around, uh, but there are no of the Suicide Squad around because Waller smartly sent uh, Floyd away and told him he was a B player. Yeah. Yeah, so that was smart. So Waller basically sends everybody who's competent away. Midnighter beats up all the actual B-team B team people and just leaves. He just walks in a jet. right out. Just <laughs> walks right out of the jet. I mean, that's, that's how this would go down. Yeah. And I see his shoulder is now showing too. So a little bit more neck at each scene. You kind of liking this. This is like some sort of fetish. You just thing. wait, man. Two more pages. The whole midnight is going to be looking like it's 1973. That's true. That is he, he will. <laughs> um, so I've read this book. So uh, now we're to the next page. And hey, look, we're back to the B players uh, the, in the Suicide Squad here. And they're all chatting oh, hey. and yeah. Floyd chatting. I don't know who that is. Is that the thinker up there? I don't know. Well, we've got Harley. We've got Deadshot. Yeah. We've got Parasite. Yeah. And uh, Harley looks over and goes, Leatherman. She's very excited. Yay. Yay. And there, he's even more naked. Now you can see his hairy chest. Yeah, he's got the Pretty hamburger amazing. hanging out. <laughs> I mean, this is like, uh, this is like, he's almost to the level of, uh, man, where's my, uh, Sean Connery level here? Yeah. This yeah. is like, this is like, uh, um, he looks like an extra from Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me laugh it hurts so <laughs> uh, the uh yeah so someone needs to sh yeah um wow okay somebody needs to show you how it's really done i i don't know where we're going here okay well now we've got uh says parasite watch yourself we get a big double splash um oh, lawton standing in the middle ready to take on midnighter so this will be fun he fires a bunch of bullets at Midnighter and Midnighter just uh, dodges all of them because he's Midnighter. And then that's great. And then he says there's only one way to make you scream on the next page. And he's found it. And he says like it's going to go hurt a lot. And he shoots him and blam. And he thinks he's got him. He's got him. Midnighter's and uh, Deadshot standing over Midnighter and Midnighter's. I said, and I've got you where I got you. Weren't you listening? And he crushes his hands. Oh, man. Now, this is what I don't like about crossovers like this. OK, so you're going to crush Deadshot's hands in a book. Yeah, I assume this must carry over to Suicide Squad, right? I mean, all <laughs> the other issues after that, uh, Deadshot's had issues with his hands and been scared and had trouble firing his guns, right? Yeah, you would think. I mean, this is something that's been going on ever since this story happened, right? Yeah, right? No. And you do something like that in a story, <laughs> and it's stupid. Because yeah. nobody believes it's going to stick, right? It's like a wrestling stipulation that, that's not upheld, or a fight stipulation, or promising you're going to get something done at work, right? Like, nobody actually believes any of those uh, things will actually happen. When I say I'm going to do something... I make it happen. If I'm going to jump off the top turnbuckle, I do. I didn't say yeah, I believe if I that. get something I done say, at work. Yeah, I would work, never. Yeah. Everybody knows that's not for and sure. Somebody promises me they'll get me something by the, say, the end of today, and I never saw it today, and I need it to work on something tomorrow. Not that I'm mad about that at all. Uh, yeah. It's about, it's just, uh, come on, script writing. Pay off the stories. 
Well, I mean, just have, have midnight the same or eviscerate the Suicide Squad, and then there's like no repercussions post, right? You don't have the same writers and editorial teams working on all the books straight across. They should right? be. They should have notes, right, in a giant they, they board that be. says what's going on in book A should happen in books B and C as well. But and I I'm mean, not going to go back and read this version of the Suicide Squad book to to verify that there was carryover. I mean, true. Most people aren't. <laughs> Most people never did. Well, now the parasite's coming after him. <gasps> no. And it, the parasite must have eaten a lot because he is gigantic. Uh, he's, yeah, super gigantic. Looks like and, from Power Rangers. Yeah. And so, well, the parasite says, your powers taste good, little man. And he says, want to see what a closed fist tastes like. And then no. all of a sudden he's knocked out. No. Boom. And, and Harlequin goes and hits him with a gun. Boom. But he's more naked than he was before. Yeah. Just taking it, taking it off. Okay, so she says nighty night slugger and they go get Bendix. And now he's tied up again. Midnighter has been in chains in torn leather tied up. Um, What kind of book is this again? I don't know, man. It's just it's a teen book. (laughs) It's a teen book. It's a teen book with like a like a dominatrix fetish theme going on here. yeah yeah or not i guess not dominatrix because that would not be what midnighter would be into but dominance fetish yeah okay Grimmore. cool <laughs> yeah i it's just just okay so by the it's way we some... were supposed to have uh parasite featured right and he was featured for like a page yeah one page yeah i've noticed great. that is like the deal with most of the times when they when they show somebody on the cover of one of these books it's like a page to four pages of the 15 to 20 pages of the book. Yeah. Well, good news. Now they're going to blow him out of the sky. Okay. That's exciting. We get a lot of, by the way, the arts. All right. Yeah. Um, the panel layouts are even better than the art. Oh yeah. No, that one page, just boot those two pages. Oh man. Okay. So and we flip and we get a giant kaboom. Oh, so good. Next issue, picking up the pieces. Uh-huh. So midnight or must be dead, right? Yeah, he was in a plane in the sky and it blew up. And last time I checked, he doesn't have the power to fly. Yeah, he does not have the power to fly. Who could possibly save him, Greg? Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. But if we go to issue 11. Yeah, we have a big golden man on the cover. Oh, and it says, uh, uh, Apollo returns. Oh, that's who can save him. Gay Superman will save him from the sky death. All right. Oh, the sky death. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Ooh, Scooby-Doo and the Apocalypse. Scooby-Apocalypse. I love that book. It's so I good. I love that book. Maybe we should do that book. Ah, we could. We could. It's a good book. It's good. How much of it did you read? A uh, couple issues. And then I don't know what happened, but it was it was a toss between this one and a couple of the other books that it, like there was a bunch of different stuff that had come out at the same time. And then well, I think all of this is on uh, must be on uh, DC Universe Infinity right now. So, um, yeah. OK, whoa. Well, we're back. And wow. So <gasps> if 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 uh if Midnighter is a 1970s leather daddy, uh-huh. Apollo is not that. 
he is he's the opposite he is the i mean like that's a total bodybuilder pose yes he back, is hands behind the back apollo is into, into some side. muscle worship completely shaved yeah i mean the only thing that's like missing is like a oily texture yeah. you know like in the but that halo around him with the you know like everything like yeah like he is he is he is good boy porn and <laughs> midnighter's bad boy porn right like this is yeah totally and my favorite of course is because i love it when he calls is him he this. holding a superman cut behind his back i think he is actually that's, that's I, really clever. i find that very funny that's that's very clever but I and also find it very hard to hold cups behind your back like that. I've done I've tried to do it before and you always end up dropping them. Let me try that out right now. <laughs> Dude, it's not that bad. I'm holding like a 32 ounce cup behind my back. It's all good. Yeah. Now now try to get out of that pose. Uh, Yeah. No now, put the, now now take that cup and do the pointing thing upward. OK. Are you are you palming it? Are you are you are you are you are you holding no, I'm fingering it? it? I'm fingering it. OK. Okay, now. so while I finger my cup, uh, the yeah, it's kind of difficult. That whole tippy thing, like yeah, palming, it's fine. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, imagine yeah. if it was a hot cup of coffee, Dan. It's a it, you know, it's a cold cup of uh, with that stevia so soda, whatever it's called, Zevia. Yeah. Oh, Zevia. Yeah, yeah, that stuff's great. great. Like when you're expecting it, but when you're not expecting it, and you blind grab something out of the refrigerator, and you crack you know that what thing really open. You know, it really sucks, though. My favorite, what? there's like a strawberry flavor. Uh -huh. I was just thinking grape and there's a strawberry flavor and the Whole Foods near us. Nobody else sells it, but the Whole Foods and the Whole Foods is out of it indefinitely. Oh, no. Like they said, we're going to get it back someday, Dan. But right now we just don't have it. We just don't have it. And we don't know when we're going to get it. And I'm like, but strawberry is my favorite of those flavors. I like the root beer, right? I like the grape. OK, strawberry is definitely my favorite and I can't get it. I'm really sad. So, well, you know, we get this here and Midnighter's in bed uh -huh. and says, and, you know, I love it when he calls Apollo Andrew. So he says, why am I in your apartment, Andrew? <laughs> it's like, Ugh. OK, Blech. and it sounds like a, a bad, you know, 80s boy band thing. We got Andrew yeah. and Midnighter <laughs> dancing to save the day. And he said, you slept almost a day. You almost died. You called me, remember? And of course he did, because clearly, as gay Batman and gay Superman, Andrew would have given Midnighter a Lois Rang Lane like call device, right? Oh, yeah, of course. That makes sense. Or, or some way, some hint. I mean, they've got to have something, right? Because Lois Lane can always call Superman. So Midnighter should always be able to call Apollo. Yeah, yeah. Of that course. only makes sense. And totally so they go to almost a day before we've got the auto destruct activated. He's about to die. And he says, I need you. Oh, OK, that's the call phrase. And uh, there we go. Paul is looking at Midnighter as a little kid to that picture he left in the apartment. So I guess that was worthwhile. Yeah. Um, and the, the most important thing is that Apollo has to start cooking his high protein green vegetable breakfast. Oh, Yes. To go take care of this. So he's disrupted his workout and eating schedule. Uh, you just don't do that to a guy. No, it'll mess up the whole entire day. Well, there we go. Apollo goes, saves the day. And Midnighter says, almost too late, Apollo. You have something better to do. And he says, shut up and hold on. So that's a very loving embrace. And they're, they're 
okay, so that's why we killed his boyfriend and turned him into Prometheus, because now we've got Apollo back. So who needs other boyfriend if we have Apollo? Yeah. Okay, and we're back to the Suicide Squad again. This is super duper exciting. I just what I wanted was more of the Suicide Squad in this story. I thought we were done with this. You got them all. They're all in the same place. Oh, geez. And now we get fake Deadshot from the movie. Great. Okay, cool. (laughs) Fake Deadshot. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm sort of done with this page. I just don't even want to talk about it. Okay. Oh, no. More Suicide Squad. Jeez. I've got a DNA capsule in now. Oh, it's Bendix. Okay, yeah, this is fun. Um, Lex Corp, what a joke to think how easily Luther could be of use to us if he just had some vision. Ha 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 ha. Oh. Okay, well. Um, this goes on for let's, three let's pages. Get, let's summarize the plot here with some dialogue from the book. Don't be ridiculous, Amanda. One fully charged, once fully charged, the Unified will have a Kryptonian class abilities and tactical nervous system that makes Midnighters look like a rough draft. If I lost control, you couldn't stop it. Okay, so that's what they're doing. They're trying to replicate Midnighter's abilities, but then give the programming into Kryptonian class strength and power. Yay. Okay, this was fun. Um, so they put something with nuclear circles on it in the thing, of course, because that's how you oh. get people powers, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. That's what nuclear. the whole did. Yeah. Did they get it from a, from a submarine? I don't know. But now um, we do get the payback. You delivered the DNA, so I'll hold up my end of the deal. Spiral attacked you. You want them neutralized. My door fields uh, can transport you anywhere. So he's going to use his doors, and it's where, okay, everything's with it. So boom, boom, like, boom. all these people that either we got Spiral, we've got the Suicide Squad, we've got the doors are back, uh, we've got this origin story for, uh, for, and you would for think Midnighter. That spiral and, it and all the makes Suicide sense, Squad right? are all like the same, but they're not. They're two different halves of the same whole. It's just they would you would think they would work together. Well, and now we're back to Opal City, home of Starman. Yeah. And Apollo. Apollo. And we've got a monologue going on by completely naked Midnighter. So he's now completely naked. Oh, yeah. Well, except, except for bandages. the bandages. Yeah. It's so um, many word bubbles. And now he's apologizing. Is... I broke what we had together. Blah, 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 blah. Prometheus, blah, blah. The gardener, blah, blah, but blah. You're the only I one. I crushed Prometheus's skull because I realized Midnighter is not who I am. Blah, 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 blah. Uh but at the end of the world, there wasn't anyone else I wanted to see. So basically, what Midnighter's whole summary of, of his events are, I did all these things, and by the end of that, I experimented with everything, and you were the only one left, so I called you. How nice. Yeah, yeah of course. And Apollo's like, well, as lines go, not bad for you. So you really think I'd let someone blow you up. Mm-hmm. And uh, they get back together. They're about to kiss. They're making friends. And Paul gets a call and he's like, who's this? And he's and hey, it's Marina Lucas. Midnighter's hey, handler. from book number two. Yep. <laughs> um, and the jail and the conversations. And yeah, yeah. All the. Uh, so she has a prominent role in this story. <laughs> she got a lot of tech there all of a sudden. Yeah. And it's she's almost like she's, like, she's like his oracle. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm down with that. I'm down with that character development. That's fine. Yeah. Um, now, okay. <laughs> now they go to a spiral auxiliary base in Tacoma, Washington. Yeah, that's. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> it is um, funny. Well, I'm right here. Do you think I can find this place? 
Um, well, I'm looking at the I'm I'm looking at the buildings and stuff like that. It looks like the hospital, but it's smaller. The buildings don't look very Tacoma, and the mountain sure is close. Yeah, it 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 it's a superimposed Tacoma. Okay. Well, anyway, thanks for the call out, Orlando. I appreciate that. Um, right here in Tacoma, Washington. Coming to you live from Tacoma, Washington. Dad, this change it around. Look forensics. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> we're here, and uh, okay, uh, great. By now, Bendix has what he needs to finish the Unified while our squad shuts down my network and the doors. When they bomb oh, no. my apartment, it won't regrow in time. So this is a spiral problem. Okay, nice summary. Thank you. Waller thinks she can control Bendix, but she can't. He'll kill thousands of civilians to further his agenda of control through fear. Okay, so nice summary. We've just summarized all of the storyline that didn't make any sense. Yep. Oh, my goodness. What's happening to this to this base? I don't know, but something always happens in Tacoma. So, yeah, always, always um, move before they damn it. Apollo on it. Okay. Now we get one of those cool pages with all the cool panel layouts of a yeah. spinning kind of thing. Um, so they're trying to figure out where the door went and where they got dropped. They're falling. And I love this spinning thing. And they're in Turkmenistan. Oh, man. Okay. So we made it to Turkmenistan. Cool. Oh, and now no. we're at the spiral base. And okay. So Apollo's gone, right? Because he's in Turkmenistan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, Helena, the matron, not Helena... The Huntress yes. asks Midnighter, does he just always go off like that? Yeah, he's freaking Superman. Of course he does. <laughs> so he that's fine. And now we've got Captain Boomerang and the Parasite. And Captain Boomerang's going to take on uh, Midnighter. This should go well. Yeah, should go well. Uh-oh. No, didn't go well. No, oh, no. Okay. Well, yep. Uh, Midnighter takes out Captain Boomerang right away uh, by pinning him down, literally. And then he destroys the heart of the parasite. Like, oh, man. Very quickly. Man, that Suicide Squad is such a threat. It's so worth having that giant parasite cover last issue where I Parasite know. looked like he was going to murder Midnighter and Midnighter literally kills him in a panel. Murders him. Yep. And so now we've got uh, that other guy that's not Deadshot, but it's like Deadshot. Yeah. Not and, Deadshot. No, no, it's uh, it, what is he? Inquisitor? No, I don't know. He's like, uh, he has, he has the, he's foresight. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's that guy. Yeah, I almost said foreskin, but it's totally different. Yeah, that's that's a that's a midnight or an Apollo thing. You just leave that alone. <laughs> so we we don't really know, but if there was, I'm probably guessing it definitely midnighter. Definitely. You're, you're not going to touch that. So we'll just no. move on from there. Yeah. So the unified uh, civilians workshop, a uh, worship Superman and Batman and the flash. <gasps> okay. This is fun. Uh, and we're back to this unified plot line at the team one safe house. This, this is so confusing. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fine. Well, we're just going to roll with it. So a bunch okay. of Kirby crackle and stuff happens. Yeah. Yep. And then we get an amazing page at the spiral base. Oh, my. This layout is super cool. OK, yeah, ACO, you're sweet. on the art. Uh, it's just a bunch of squares and crazy things going on. Oh, man. And Midnighter we get dancing. that foresight guy. Yeah, he's like, you know, it, it gives us Midnighter's like power is kind of breaking down and he calls him a joke. Oh. And then we go back to a, the next page is a 12 panel grid uh, where... 
you're kind of getting how Midnighter gets him back and he's like, you look tired. And then all of a sudden he's broken through the power set. Um, and he asks him, do you like what you see coming? And he smacks him and breaks his arm. Oh, so Midnighter guy's very violent. Yes, very violent. And then the matron says, Midnighter, we can study him. Do not kill him, which is so classy. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So we move into all of this. And so they say they've beaten gods before. Tell me that wasn't a bluff. Uh, we get moving and we get to the team one safe house again. He says, what happens to when a terrorist gets a yellow power ring? The enemy uh -huh. is evolving, but the unified combines the power and discipline required to police the world. Who needs airstrikes? The unified can walk into a, the Viper pit and wipe threats clean off the map. So that's oh, no. what we've worked towards. So all powerful. We get the all powerful version of Superman. Um, and then we get this guy in a big red suit and says, you'll do it all without a second thought. Isn't that right? And he said, I'm not here to question orders. And we get this guy in a red suit that looks awful a lot like Apollo. No. Midnighter? I'll give you a hint. We read like a whole comic series about the guy. He had a satellite. US one. He had Brother Eye, his friend. Oh, oh, wait. Are you talking about, are you talking about OMAC? Yeah, I mean, who else has a big eye on his yeah. uniform? Yeah. So, wait, he just made OMAC? Yeah, I think he just made a, an OMAC that can go through these doors and communicate so with he, the satellite he system. Dumb Mac? He's kind of like the McRib version of OMAC. So he's iMac. Right? Like you have ribs and then you have the McRib, right. right? And then you have OMAC and he's an iMac. Okay. He's a Womac. I, I can go with that. Yeah. Or I thought he was Micmac. He's Micmac. I like it. Mick okay. Mac. So he says, after you, everything's going on. Okay. And uh, just a little demonstration somewhere that needs to be reminded who's in charge. Okay. So. Uh, we finally got the big baddie in the red eye suit. And now we go to Fandu, the second most populous city in Medora. Oh, no. This is not the Medorans go down are in well. trouble. And Mick Mac is saying nowhere to hide the filth. These are the people from the first book with the, the guns that shoot the, the sound waves. Yep. And now we got people coming through the doors. Now the Suicide Squad's working with Mick Mac. Ah, oh, Mick Mac Paddywhack. I just don't think Harlequin would work with this guy. Probably not, but you know, I mean, she's getting paid one way or another. Well, anyway, they get there, yeah, she's and got here a bomb we are. In the back of her head, dude. Last page: Batman and Superman are here. What? Harley Quinn doesn't have a bomb in the back of her head. She just does uh, this for fun. Oh, okay. She just does it for fun. Yeah. So, yep, and we get a nice picture of Batman and Superman. You want to follow in Midnighter? Fantastic. Yeah. This is this is a nice page. Yeah, I like it. I would I would take actually I'd hang that page. You I hang would, that that's page cool up. Art. Yeah. yeah, it's cool art. It is cool. Um, I mean, look, I once now ACO has drawn out these final issues and I have no issue with them. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think his art is is great. Um, I think there's some lazy art a little bit like in Apollo's face here on this last page. OK. Uh, and I think some people would call it stylistic. Sometimes I call it a little bit lazy, right? Like, I don't see maybe it's the inking. That's the problem. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm going to go with the inking on this. Because look at his body structure and everything. Like yeah. he was drawn as like he was drawn as a muscle figure right earlier. Yeah, and we got a lot more definition. He have and a lot of definition on his. It on is his tummy tum. Yeah, now he's looking sort of like an old man. But you know, it's it's cool. That's how I look. He kind of you know who he looks like to me right now, and this is like a throwback to like uh, 
like an older like this is he he looks like uh um i'm trying to oh man why can't i think of the now i can't even think of the the character's name uh but from ncis uh um if it's ncis i have no idea so yeah you're out on your own here you have to talk about shows i actually watch usually involve superheroes so well because he's not his yeah (laughs) well anyway make yourself happy flip the page i'm flipping the page what future quest quest oh my gosh we have johnny quest we have space ghost oh this oh, is so great. all this good stuff oh, who are the fake fantastic four people i've forgotten their names oh man um <sighs> anyway this remember. is fantastic uh well the impossibles is it the impossibles i think it i think that's right that's yeah. gotta be it yeah any just quick verification here i think so uh, Google asked me if I meant the impossibles and I did. You were correct. It is the impossibles. Great job on your Hanna-Barbera. Yay. The impossibles first appeared in 1966 on CBS. The series of shorts appeared as part of the Frankenstein Jr. And the impossibles. Hey. Oh, why is Frankenstein Jr. Not here? Do we, do we he see is a Frankenstein there. Jr.? Is he there? He, he's, he's up there in the big corner. He's the giant. Oh, the, there he is. There's Frankenstein Jr. Yeah, yeah. he's a, the, the most prominent figure the mo- on the yeah. whole page. Thing. It's like the Iron Giant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, new monthly series from DC Comics. In 2016. And the art by Evan Doc Shaner. Come on. That's fantastic. Not to, again, it's styles of art, right? Like, I do like the ACO stuff, and I love <laughs> the ACO panel layouts. But Doc Shaner's art is so freaking beautiful. True, anyway. true. I mean, okay. written by a uh, uh, fellow Northwest Pacific Northwesterner. Well, you Jeff know, Parker, yeah, Jeff Parker. So, well, let's go back to the ACO I, again. I do love the ACR, so I, I don't want to be a jerk and sit there and compare it to Shaner, right? Like, it's it's this ACR has been really good. I mean, let's let's give it the credit it deserves. Yeah, um, the storytelling has been a mess. Everything's been all over the place. Yeah, uh, we know Orlando. We we discussed this in the past episode, right? We know Orlando was faced with a lot of challenges in these crossovers. We started talking about it way back in issue four and five, right? With the with the Dick crossover, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think we can get this. I think we can power through twelve, so we can do something else next time. You Let's want to it. try to get through this? All right, we'll we'll hammer we'll hammer down and try to knock this out in in a really quick amount of time. Uh, well, it's not going to take long because everything blows up. Everything blows up. All right. If we can do this in 15 minutes or less, we got it. So because this will be a very long episode for everyone. Yes, yeah, it is issue 12 and it is the last issue of the series. And we got Midnighter standing in front of a bunch of people he's beaten up and saying, uh, including poor Floyd Lawton again. Oh, poor uh, guy. He's beaten Floyd, him up like three Floyd times in this book well. series. Yeah, even Harley's knocked out. I mean, who'd they have to pay to get Harley knocked out on a cover? Uh, <laughs> the Batman office. They must have bribed the Batman office, right? They're like, hey, yeah. OK, what you think I'm done? He says, it, yes, you are done because this uh, magic series has to come to an end. It does. Uh, we it flip, does. we get more Scooby-Doo Apocalypse on the cover. Thank yeah. you. But then we go it's right Howard into Porter art. Very different art, by the way, but beautiful. I find it interesting. So in this in this issue of Midnighter, ACO doesn't do the whole run. Yeah, Higo Petrus jumps the, in. Well, it doesn't that's do the whole, been, the whole that's book. been a lot of the problem, right? 
He doesn't do the whole book, though. But that's been a lot of the problem is the yeah. inconsistent art um, in the series. And so but he does do page one and we've got the matron. We've got Midnighter. We've got Apollo and Midnighter's like, don't piss us off. Yeah, you got a very detailed Apollo in the background. So now we've got a but, giant fight in Medora. This is oh, great. Man. Yep. Yeah. Shocking. Everybody's beat up. And, uh, you know, they're all fighting. It's exciting. Yes, it's fighting and exciting. Yep. There's a lot of it's hands a lot being of fighting. thrown. And they're looking for unified. I mean, Mick, Mick, uh, Mick Mac, Mick Mac. Yep. And, uh, yep. They, they're like, oh, he's around. We'll find him. Okay. You we just got to work through a bunch of this other stuff. It looks like Medora is now trashed. This is fun. Uh, yep. good job, Amanda Waller. You've destroyed Medora with Bendix. Oh That's man. Just great. destroyed this place. Um, and I do like this. I do like this layout where she's standing on top of the building, like, uh, the Roman emperor. Help me out. You're not helping me out. I'm not helping Thanks. you out. Would you what, like uh, watch like Nero burn. watching yeah, it burn? Like Nero. Yeah, there you go. That's that's I did. did. I helped you that's out. The, you did help me out. That's the image we have right here. Yeah, she's watching Rome burn, and all of a sudden, watching Rome burn, we see Mick Mac uh, shoot laser eyes, X-ray vision, heat vision, whatever you yeah. want to call it, heat out of vision. his eyes. I'll call it ultra vision. He's just blasting everything. He doesn't yeah. care. He's just on it. His mission is to use heat vision. And here we have, you know. Midnight are beating up everything because he doesn't care, right? Because that's, that's he's he the one who started the fire. Oh, and guess who's back down at the bottom of the page? Our good friend, Multiplex. Oh, Multiplex. Multiplex all over the place. It's not just one. It's a bunch. Yeah, well, that's that's what he does. Yeah. I thought so he he's killed, a like, the main Multiplex. No, no, you can't kill the main Multiplex. He doesn't know how to. He's not that good. Oh, man. Even Midnighter can't do it. And then we get uh, next page. Damn it. More multiplex clones, because, of course, that's what we were saying when we saw multiplex show up again, too. So, damn it. This fight must go on. OK, so we have a big fight going on and all the people of Medora are just like being eviscerated. They're crying down in the corner and yeah. we have somebody tapping Mick Mac on the shoulder and says, excuse me. Oh, and it's Apollo. OK, wow. he's found him. So Apollo versus the Unified. <gasps> Dun, dun, dun. Okay. This dun. sounds like a wrestling match if I've ever heard of one. What's well, going to happen next? The main event. Uh, I, you know, what happens when Superman fights anyone? C -c -c Crunch. That's what yeah. happens. And then we've got police shooting guns at people, and Midnighter puts a stop to that because we have to have the social commentary in the issue. Yes. And then we get to the nice. Okay, that seems so out of place. You know, like I appreciate this scene, right? Huh? I appreciate it, but it's out of place, right? It's as out of place as that scene in the bar, in the Russian bar where he beats up everybody. Yeah. Earlier in the series. You would think like, uh, uh, like if Midnight is going to beat up everybody in a bar for a comment, you think he would just like, oh, hey, cop with a gun going to shoot an unarmed person that's just trying to run away. Let me just take care of this. Right. Also, Midnighter is indiscriminately just beating up everybody. Yeah. And breaking I'm arms. Sure he would like all of a sudden wreck shop break the arms. <laughs> because this is the violence we can't have. But every other piece of violence is okay. Yeah. Yeah. I again work up to this. Like these are nice touches, but work up to something like this. Like give us a reason Midnighter would do this in the middle of the fight. Yeah. Right. Like I appreciate I again, I appreciate the notion of you see something wrong, you immediately stop and take care of it. But within the context of the story, it doesn't make a damn bit of sense. It's kind of wonky. That's for sure. Now I'm on a rant. OK, it's OK. Moving on. 
So we keep flipping the pages and inevitably we're going to get to a Bendix Waller showdown. Oh man, they're going to fight. Shocking. I thought they were friends. I thought no, they were and, besties. And Bendix leaves, of course, just like they predicted out one of the doors. Oh man. And uh, there's Waller to see Rome burn all by herself. No. So now we've got the greater Fando Oblast, whatever that is. And we've got a big fight going down between McMack and Apollo. And they're fighting, 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 fighting. And of course, Apollo zaps him and hurts him. And that's it. He's Lots gone. Lots of fighting. Yep. Okay. And uh, Apollo kills him. <gasps> presumably. He kills him? Yeah. Like Apollo that? Apollo kills people. Yeah, he's not quite Superman. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think he kills him just like that. I mean, Apollo's good, but I don't think he's that good. He's that good. So as Midnighter will tell you in the monologue down at the bottom, strong as Superman, you were just born. No way you're at full solar charge. Tactical nervous system. My ex just burned it from your superconductive gray matter. Invulnerability. We're in Medora. We're in Medora. The whole country worships sonic technology. This is a standard Medoran sonic revolver mundane, right? But I bypassed the fail safes and I know just where to shoot to vibrate your invulnerable blood to your invulnerable brain until it pops like a grape. Whoa. So there, I guess he's not dead. We got to let uh, Paul, uh, we got to let Midnighter kill him because it's his book. Yeah. But if there's killing to be done, it's going to be done by Midnighter. And we get a really cool 12 panel shot of McMack slash the Unified being murdered. It's very much like an 80s movie right here, like this whole all this whole entire panel layout with all like the 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 heat blast, the the all the crackle and everything. Yeah. And we the... even get a comment from Midnighter saying, hey, I've always wanted to kill Superman, which seems, again, slightly out of place. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's funny. Don't get me wrong. It's cute, it, but it's funny. It's, it's dark. Fine. It fits with the whole entire Batman versus Superman run, like the, all the all the adverts in this book series. Yep. And then we turn the page and we finally get a death. OK, oh, and man. it's done. All right. Oh, it's still not good. God, it's still not done. Still not done. Let me tell you a secret. Bendrix removed my right super marginal gyrus, the part of the brain that corrects the lack of empathy. I do not feel a thing when I kill other people. Blah, 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 blah. He's there. Okay, finally, he's dead. But he hurt Midnighter. So Midnighter is beat up. And that gives us a nice scene where Apollo comes to take care of him and says, hey, uh, you just missed it. Some of my best work. Uh, and uh, he says, you look good. I punched through a lake to set on fire. Half of my uniform is burnt off. That's always been a good look for you. So now we get Muscle Man. Oof, he is pretty shredded. Down at the bottom. Yep. And uh, they've saved the day while destroying an entire country. We now have a whole group of refugees to deal with. Uh, they're rounding up some multiplexes. And yeah, it's uh, great. Back um, to the God Garden. God Garden. Yeah, that we still have no background on except yeah. the whole story. Yeah. Son, uh, don't expect much from that word, Gardener. I created you. You can hate it. Uh, but we are family. That's the only reason I'm here. Your ongoing hobby of lying continues to bear fruit, but your former partner is still creating operating Henry Bendix is alive. Then maybe you should stop playing house and come home and do the real work with me. 
shut up. I'm here as a courtesy. Bendix could come after you. Just understand I have a home down there with people who see me as a person, not as a means to an end. And if you ever question them again, I'll kill you myself. So there's the end and moral of the story. So now we're just going to get some wrap up, right? Yep. Okay. We go back to Boston and Robert apparently his head is completely healed. Oh, he's he's a healed and he's he's frisky. Yeah. I mean, they're just hanging out and they're all just hanging out in there. Yep. Funny here is uh, leather coming in. So it's like they say we almost started without you. Your boss drops me here with an NDA and wagged his finger. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. This is great. So they're all hanging out in Boston. All the friends are back together. Yep. The documentary must be done. Must be or close to it. It's got to be close. They ask him, what's next for Midnighter? And he's like, "Uh, he's going to Detroit. He goes to Detroit. Detroit. Okay. Interesting. And we get to come here often. He says, only to remind free range power brokers that I fixed my apartment. My doors are back and I can find you at any time. So he threatens Waller. Okay, great. Um, For what she's eating, man, she stays in great shape. I know, hot dog. Looks delicious. It does. Um, Now we're back to Boston. Okay, big party happening. This is fun. Hey. Everybody throws down. We're wrapping up the series very quickly. Mm Mm-hmm. And now we're back to Opal City. And yes, finally, uh, we're getting the precursor for the next series, the Midnighter and Apollo series. So, um, and Apollo's complaining that the uniform could be a little less complicated because he wants to take it off. And uh, he says, it's no. It. It's, we're, we're, we're wrapped. And I'm and, just uh, getting started. And he's just getting started. And that's the end. And um, that's the end. Yeah. But, you know, like. <sighs> the what the apollo midnighter series how long did that go on for no i think it was like six issues i don't think it was very long not very long not if if this is the build-up to that and that was only six issues that's to me disappointing because it seemed like it was building up to a much larger series and it seemed like it's building up to i don't know what is there's so many dangling plots right it seemed yes it seemed like it was building up to like a bigger book run and something that would have a lot of different tie-ins and stuff like that. And is that is that Mad Dog in there? Well, I think the goal, right? It seemed like the goal was to to build Midnighter as a. I mean, Midnighter had, had other runs, so it wasn't yeah. the first one. But I felt like it was to build a universe for Midnighter, right? Right. And, and I don't think it ever gets there, right? No. Like it goes, and it goes back to his original. Like, hey, it's these people are here, and these people are here, and there's some dangling p- plot threads, but. It's it goes back to his norm, his standard, right? He's back in Opal City. Yeah. Um, the Midnighter and Apollo run. I was correct. It was six issues uh, immediately following the series. And that was it. That's all you get. So and I read it. I was excited for it. I, I wanted to see them do something like, you know, the crazy thing is I didn't give up on Steve Orlando after this book. Right. I yeah. was like, OK, well, you know, there's a lot of things that seem to go on. So maybe in the Midnight or an Apollo book, they'll let them alone. And and they did. Um, but it only got six issues. Mm. So well, maybe but they did leave day. them alone and let them universe build. So that one major difference. Everyone's in a billion crossovers. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 a thing. But yeah, I told you we could do this last one in a few minutes because it's just a wrap up book, right? It's, it's just a just, wrap up book. You were it. right. So overall, um, I know we're running on like an hour and twenty four minutes. It did four stat ish, but we did have the big piece at the top. Of course, I probably could cut out a little bit of our top talk. But what are you talking about? Talk, 
everybody loves the top talk that everybody is everybody loves the top talk yeah that the, the 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 stuff that we talk about at the top of the hour is the best of the everybody whole loves entire the top conversation talk. yeah well when you're reviewing midnighter books yeah i guess uh, it's all about the top talk so we had a lot of talk at the top and any final thoughts on the series you know i mean if you haven't read it and you're interested in it in it um give it a give it a look it's not i mean as much as we banter back and forth and talk about it being uh disappointing in some places but good in some places that's what it is it, it is it's like anything out there some parts are not so great some parts are some parts are really entertaining and i think that's all you can ask for in a comic book is for it to be entertaining so for for as much of the things that don't really fit in certain parts of this that feel like it's shoehorned in uh in some of the the crossover bits uh, there are moments of this book that are thoroughly delightful um th- there's a lot of really good art even though the art does take a a bunch of different turns because you've got uh aco in and out but you get your you get a lot of different experiences with the different artists that are taking on those different books in this series it's a very kind way to say that you get aco and then a lot of jobbers i but see I I find that some of those some of those bits and those pieces are also are nice because some of those some of those uh, takes on this character and the characters within this book series or this book run it's an, it's they they do such a great job with their own style telling this story and and taking Orlando's story and and putting it together and and again Orlando did. Uh, did a uh, a good job telling the story. I'm sure there's a lot of things editorially that we don't know as readers that were challenges. Uh, you know, it's not my favorite Steve Orlando book. Understand that bluntly. And I and I, you and I disagree on the art, right? Like I thought we had one really strong artist, and then a lot of mediocre artwork built in. There, there was some there was some parts where art choices. I was like, I, I was also like, what? Why? But, you know, uh, other things I, I thoroughly liked that were like, oh, well, that's interesting. I, I kind of like that. Well, I think what we're going to do next is going to be something. Uh, we're going to do a palate cleanser. Oh, a palate cleanser. Ooh. Yes. So I have in yeah. my hands, but I will have a nice PDF version over to you. I bought okay. a Kickstarter book All right. a while back called Glitter Vipers. OK, cool. And uh would you like me to read the description of Glitter Vipers to you? Yes, please. Glitter Vipers follows Manchester drag queen by Felicia and her friends after they find themselves victims of an awful hate crime and decide to fight back. So they strap up, hit the streets, and are ready to fight back against bigotry and hatred with a sequined baseball bat and some badass righteous fury. Sweet. I figured this would be a nice palate cleanser. Yeah. And so uh, Joe Glass actually has a lot of stuff on Kickstarter. So uh, follow him on Twitter and uh, and enjoy it. But I think uh, as a transition to the next issue, I think this will be fun. I'm about to drop this in our share right now. So you can grab it, Greg. And uh, awesome. I'll just put it in the, the root of the share. So and uh, let's get some uh, pub out for Joe Glass. But also, I think you're going to have a lot of fun reading about by Felicia and her crew. That sounds uh, <laughs> just the title of the book. <laughs> I'm excited. It is fun. Uh, it is. It is fun. 
So we'll have a little bit of fun with this one and then uh, we'll get back to something more serious or, or something down the road. But uh, let's have a palette cleanser for next week and we'll go ahead and read this and uh, get on next week and, and review Glitter Vipers. Sweet. Glitter Vipers it is. I'm excited. Awesome. See, you didn't know, but I actually had a plan. Ooh, he had a plan, everybody. Dan with the plan. Yeah. Well, I am also looking at and super excited my Impossible Jones Volume 1 and the Impossible Jones comic just came in from Carl Kiesel. And uh, I'm kind of excited about having that too in my grubby little hands, but I need to read it. So that's uh, fun. Cool. I've been getting a lot of Kickstarters lately. Do you have a Kickstarter or something? Uh, oh, you're already done. That yeah. we have, we have like one He's week be done left. by the time this airs. Yeah. Yes, we have one week left for Starlight issue number four, but Starlight issue so, number five. So what five, you really mean is... You've been done for two weeks. Well, yeah, but we're getting ready That's for issue meant. number five. Okay, and issue number five, let's say this happened to be two weeks in the future. When would issue five be coming out? Sometime further down the line. Okay, do you have a I, monthly month estimate? No, because we're, we don't know. <laughs> we don't we, know. We don't know. Okay, well, that's so the, probably that's... January. I wish, I wish I could say that, but currently right now with the state of affairs with uh uh, supply chain and other stuff like that. Uh, Just make sure you we're get your seeing book a lot of stuff going on in the Kickstarter world that's being okay. affected by paper printing and other stuff. Even though we go through a local printer, they are being affected by paper production and other stuff uh, that they in ink that we don't have that they don't have any control over and we don't have any control over. So in the future, that might be a problem. We had a slight backup on our printing for the last issue for number three right so we might see an issue with issue uh, some issues with printing issue number four so we're and, hoping for december or january yeah and that might also that also might cause issues getting out the kickstarter for number five because as we as we do uh we like to try to drop a kickstarter after we've actually fulfilled those previous kickstarters because that is the kind of the rule of thumb right you know yes yes <laughs> generally you want to uh generally you want to have your book out before you yeah. you know start selling another one yeah well uh, any thoughts on so how many issues are you going six uh seven seven okay yeah. so in in issue seven are you going to have a graphic on that too or uh so after after seven uh we plan on doing uh like a a nice uh a uh, compendium or or a uh, full book of everything so all the all the issues put together so yeah you would nice. see a nice graphic perfect so it'll be a nice thing to bring to shows too it would be it will be and it will uh, be you'll go to shows again again Never yes fear. i know uh yeah. travis and brett have gone to some shows in the last yep. uh last couple of months and you and, and i are going to go to a show eventually yes yeah I, we're, it's going to happen i'm just going to yeah. drag you and take you with me I, you know eventually kidnap you eventually it'll be okay Anne has another person at the store now sometimes occasionally right sometimes but yeah she could handle a weekend without you it'd be okay they weren't there this weekend so. <laughs> right but the world Things can't operate up. without greg there so it'll be no fine. yes maybe yes, i don't know yes it can Yes, it can. Uh, sometimes it it's been getting crazy, man. The holidays are kicking in. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Nuts. It's okay. I'll Weather send Paul. changes. People get crazy. Or Palmer. We'll send Palmer. Okay, send Palmer. 
Palmer will take care of business as he does. Actually, no, Palmer will have soccer. So, well, I don't want to get too much into my personal life. But anyway, <laughs> um, by the way, Palmer is not in my personal life. He's been happily married for many, many years. Palmer Palmer is a mutual friend of ours that is is a super fantastic person, a great friend, and somebody that honestly, if uh, if you if 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 the chips are if, down, you call. If you need a ride from a hospital for a procedure, he's there for you. I'll just say that. Or if you need something moved, and you're like, I need an extra an extra set of hands, Palmer do it. will show up. <laughs> and he asks, or if you need somebody to set up a D and D game, contact yeah. our good friend Palmer. So you that's know, right. If he wants me to, I'll put it his info in the in the podcast notes. He's, anyway, he's actually put together some uh, really cool D&D stuff. He has put together some really cool D&D stuff. I've been a part of a couple of the campaigns and he even set up one that I'm in now with another DM, which has been a lot of fun. Nice. So we have uh, we beat up a guy like a half orc. It was. Wow. Exciting. Yeah, he was he was he was he was not a nice guy. Is your character like Midnighter? No, my character is amazing, actually. <laughs> I am a half elf. So we did this backstory thing that Palmer just, gave me to create uh, characters with. Yeah. And let me tell you, you know, you're going to laugh. I have a half elf uh, character and this half elf grew up in a wizard's house, but he has no magical powers whatsoever. OK, I wanted to make a fighter because I always pay distance characters like, you know, usually magic users. But when we did the character history, he ended up using a bow. So now I still sit in the back and shoot a bow at people, which is hilarious. However, I grew up in this hut and I had an pr- unknown protector who happens to be a bullywog. A what? A bully dog? A bullywog. It's a, bully? a giant frog. Oh. It's a giant like standing frog. Okay. So this frog just walks around scaring the shit out of everyone. Sweet. We walk by. Yeah. Like they're all like, why do you have a giant frog next to you? Why so wouldn't you? So this has been fun. Yeah, and the frog hates snakes, and there were snakes in the wizard's chamber and killed the wizard. And the As frog a frog the does. And yeah, like, it, it's great. So it's this completely random thing, and I'm sure the listeners now are completely tuned out. They're like, I do not care about Dan's character, but it they're has like, been a lot of fun. They're like, okay, you guys are nerds. We're nerds. We're all nerds, but you guys are really a whole other you know level what? of nerd. If you can't handle some D&D character creation, then, you know, you're not into comics because so That's much true. of comics can can trace back to to some of this and shoot, man. It's it's great. It's great I mean, fun. If so it, if it wasn't even like, I mean, just just RPGs and stuff like that, like if it wasn't for like we had talked about TMNT earlier um, after the blast, you know, like or after the bomb. But uh, that was like a whole thing that uh, that I was into uh, in my in, in my scouting days. Like we would just sit there and and, and roll up characters and play on a trip because, sure. you know, that's what you do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, and, you know, let yourself interact with other humans. That's what this does. And I think that's, you know, besides Stranger Things, I think one of the reasons D&D is, has a, had a rebirth is because people are so desperate to interact with other humans True. after COVID. Yeah. And uh, it's just fun. Sometimes it's fun to get off the computer and actually just enjoy other human company. And it allows you to do that. And it allows you to do it in a fun and creative way. And it helps you tell stories, right? Like you so, can also do it on the computer, too. You can do it on the computer. You can do it over Skype. There's lots of different ways or Skype. Did I say Skype? You did. You do it over Skype. Like what year is this? 1998? I was just on Skype the other day, dude. Of course you were. I was Actually, Skyping I it up. Skype. Yeah. Well, 
anyway, with on that note, I think we should probably wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, wrap it up. All right. Unlike unlike wrap it up, unlike Midnighter for most of the issue. He was unwrapped most of the issue. Like a candy bar half eaten. Wait. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I didn't know you were so into Midnighter, Greg. (laughs) Woo. I had no idea. You have you have let me know a part of you I had no idea existed. Favorite Batman. That's true. (laughs) This might be my favorite Batman. (laughs) And on that note. Goodbye. Have a good one. This episode of Book Rentis. Oh, I can't turn it off. I'm on the wrong computer. <laughs> oh, jeez. I got it. Hold on. When the uh. chips are down, we can't even stop 